When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So Album for the Day wants to take a minute to really reflect on Album for the Day and how we used to do top five lists all the time. All the time. All the time. And it didn't matter what it was, best rock and roll scream, what's the best drum fill, Best uh, best first track on an album, best second side opener, best makeup on stage. Mm. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of categories and all ways to go about that, and we've decided to delve into that a little bit further as we keep going with album for the day. Mm-hmm. Album for the day today. We're still building the band. And it'll be better than Diddy, I promise. <laughs> um, I don't know. So we've already put together the drums and the bass. Um, also want to jump back in with honorable mentions we forgot to mention. Um, mine was Donald Duck Dunn mm. from... Uh, the Booker T and the MGs and one of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. I mean, talk about holding it all down. And what a fabulous mullet, I might add. Mm, yeah. Mm. And the I forgot to mention uh, Geezer Butler uh, from Black Sabbath, which the dude invented a whole genre of, and he, he wrote a, a good portion of Black Sabbath songs. Um, Black Sabbath would not be Black Sabbath without him. Um, and many of the people that we mentioned would not be bass players if it weren't for him. So Indeed. Yeah. But uh, today we get into the rhythm guitarist. Mm, we figured that was a nice transition. It's great. Uh, from the rhythm section. It's almost kind of, I mean part of it oh yeah well, it is the it's, transition it's keeping keeping time keeping the song keeping it going keeping it moving forward you know and being creative you know not just playing being boring you know you're you're doing innovative techniques to advance the song and advance the band and i love that you said it that way because that's what sets all of these people yes. apart that we're about to talk about yeah like lindsey buckingham oh great Lindsay buckingham great opener crafted like new ways to keep it interesting I, that was his thing yep like i would bring up secondhand news as an example and it was just like that weird little rhythm and it's like but that's exactly what you need in that band and if you've ever seen them live that song looking out for love it's got a whole bunch of crazy stuff and it's a little more lead oriented but 
it also could be considered rhythm. Absolutely. At the same and, time. And that's, a, that's I think that there's a distinction that we do need to kind of clarify. A lot of these people, yeah, they'll play lead tracks. They'll play solos. You know, and there's a lot of people that I consider a lead guitarist that play a lot of great rhythm. But we're going to we're going to have two separate categories just and some people fit into both. There's a lot of great guitar players that are amazing for different reasons. And we're just kind of separating it out a little bit. I want to say that we're not only separating it, but, you know, being that some of those people are considered because they also play rhythm guitar. It's more of, are you a Beatles person or an Elvis person? Like, <laughs> you lean one way. Yeah. You lean yeah. one way. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, some of the people that we're going to talk about, yeah, they totally fall into both. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I, will, I will bring um, one of them up, somebody who plays a lot of lead guitar, one of my favorites, uh, Mr. Bobby Weir. Hmm. Um, Bobby, B- Bobby, what a rat dog! Oh, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, yeah, Bobby Weir was the best number two uh, of that era. Um, Jerry Garcia kind of had this magic mystique about him because of how they played. Bobby Weir held that down just amazingly he sang amazingly he wrote great songs and he was he's what held a lot of the grateful dead together because when they'd get out on their weird jams and when jerry was a little too out there it's it's fair to mention since you're saying that Mm -hmm. that bob was a literal teenager when he joined the freaking grateful he was the youngest he was the kid yes to the band yes like the band was like the kid he learned the road for sure you know on the road with the grateful dead but he had you know like he had that that youth about him yeah that he wasn't i don't know yeah, no, I feel like he, it was a he, different dynamic. He was a spark for that band. For sure. And even though people focused on Jerry a lot, I feel like without Bobby Weir, without that, him holding it down, the Grateful Dead isn't the same band. They're, they would have fallen apart years before uh, they actually did with, with Jerry's death in like 94, I believe, or 93. So I want to bring up a couple uh, as a combo. Mm. Very, very different, yet sharing... Strictly some uh, some lettering similarity. A couple of Dave M's. Okay. Uh, Dave Matthews. Um, interesting choice. It's hard not to. I mean, what an interesting choice. I couldn't go to his shows anymore, man. But like his playing was very, very innovative, and it still I'll is. Agree, I'll agree. I, I put, almost put him more in like the lead, but that's because he's the front man kind of thing. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't say he's the lead guy. Uh, I would say that his rhythm part was more integral yeah. to the sound. No, I, I mean, I agree. I, I have a tendency to agree with you and, but. I, and I think the side thing that pushes him into the conversation yeah, is the fact that his versatility he can play instinctually with, with all everybody of those else. other people on and the he stage. had that cool stutter stop kind of thing yeah. where it was yep. like it's yeah. a style thing man yeah he had very good style um, and style I'm also going to bring up Dave Mustaine Ooh. and uh, you know Dave Mustaine's got 
he's got a really interesting uh, backstory. You know, he was in Metallica, mm-hmm. and they were like, Dave, you drink too much. <laughs> and by God, when Metallica says you drink too much, you are bro, out. you're out there. You've got a problem. You got a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got a problem. You've mm-hmm. got you've got a disaster on your hands, yeah. bro. You've also got a bus ticket uh, out of town. Yeah, get out. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, speaking of Metallica, uh, I think that James Hetfield, he is so innovative. He's so creative. He could play lead uh, yeah, just as easily. Sure. You and, know? and let's be and fair. He wrote a lot he, of the early lead parts. Yes. He would write he it out. Play them. Yeah. Yeah. He would write them out for Kirk Hemmett and be like, this is what I want you to play here. And then Kirk Hemmett, you know, I mean, who is a baller as well. I mean, that, that whole band. I mean, it's well, just. While we're keeping it crunchy. Yeah. yeah. And. I like that you brought up that aspect of can go either way, mm-hmm. um, but we're celebrating this one aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Morello. Tom Morello. And see, I'd put him in lead. You would, but when you think about it, the, dude, what, what he's, he's doing, the only the guitar only guy. player. Yeah. So he's and those rhythm part, those rhythm riffs. That's all mm-hmm. him. It's yeah. not anybody else. No, I Zach agree. doesn't play the guitar. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and I also want to bring up Dimebag, because Dimebag, bro. Yeah, dude, Dimebag. Mm, R.I.P. Um, okay, but if we're going to go with those two, I think you got to go backwards in time a little bit. And who was one of their biggest influences? Mr. Paul Stanley from Kiss. Oh, and Paul, man. Paul, Paul Stanley, is talented, bro. Not only is he a singer... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but his rhythm let Ace Freely really go out, shine, really sure. go out, and he kept the band moving creatively. And and the thing is, that just wasn't going to come from Gene. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that Gene and Paul have been, always will be the creative, you know, yeah, forces of the band. Um, despite the revolving door of everyone else, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, man. I mean, Paul was kind of the glue there yeah. and I think that his consistency really added to the value of the brand Mm. of kiss. Speaking of consistency that added to the brand, Malcolm Young. Oh, that's, that's in, that's in. Angus's brother. For sure. Who, he passed away in 2017. If you want blood, um, you got and, it. And Malcolm, <laughs> you want to talk about somebody who let Angus go out in a schoolboy uniform, doing his Chuck Berry impersonation, dancing across the stage, taking all the credit for being ACDC, on the front cover, you know, with the devil horns, being the, the front, almost the front guy. You know, like, yeah, Bon Scott and Brian Johnson were the front men, but everybody knows Angus in the schoolboy uniform. Malcolm is the dude holding it all together behind him, crunching and, you know, putting some great riffs together. Which you just said him, which means uh, (laughs) you just mentioned 
Chuck Berry as an influence, so oh, we yeah. don't even need to. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Back to the Future? <laughs> Your cousin, Bear. Marvin Berry. You know that new yeah. sound you've been looking for? Yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. But if, And if you're going to speak about influence, I think one of the major influences of music as well, who actually played with Chuck Berry, who, Mr. John Lennon, I mean... George Harrison was the lead guy and Lennon was the rhythm guitar player technically, even though he played a lot of solos. Um, he was the rhythm player who kept it, you know. And and the thing about the Beatles is they had a lot of they had a lot of instrumentation and a lot of orchestral things in their songs. But Lennon, I mean, not only was he one of the best songwriters of all time, but he could play. He could play, and he also kept it very basic. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, we'll probably get into that a little further, but I think that John and George's um, strongest characteristic really was doing so much with so little. Yeah, they didn't need and to do much. No, to, like, I don't need yeah. to be... They yeah. had the songs. They had the they they knew what they had. They didn't have to overdo it. Right. They didn't have to. They had to just play enough, you know, to let the and songs carry themselves. Feel you got George Martin in your corner. I mean, that's what I was about to say. You know? I can't help but feel like George Martin probably was able to be reasonable enough and bring reasonable to the table yeah. when it needed to be. Yeah. Um. But you know. In the same way, bro, he goes solo and he's with Phil Spector, which is the opposite. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, guys that really contributed like that extra thing to the band, um, Andy Summers. So the police mm. wouldn't have been the police with I, anybody else. I mean, I agree. And I consider him. Yes, he was good with rhythm. He was also the lead. But if you think about it, in all honesty, there weren't like a lot of technical big guitar solos no. from them. No. You know, it was like. Well, here's here's the thing that I thought was interesting about the police, which kind of is a compliment to all three of them, mm-hmm. is none of them, like all three of them, were able to kind of be able to solo yeah. um, a little bit. And so the fact that they could kind of shift that in the song mm-hmm. somewhat and like, ooh, Andy's going to play a little bit of lead here or Stuart's going to go off on a fill or mm-hmm. Sting's going to sing scat for 30 <laughs> seconds, you know, because that sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. Um, so it's just being a part. Steve Cropper. I was going to mention him. Bro, I'm glad you did. I'm glad Booker you did. Booker T and the MGs yep. again for the win. Yep. I mean, if you were involved in Booker T and the freaking MGs, yeah, man, you're, you're, top you're of your a rock game. god, yeah. bro. Top of the game. Top um, of the game. You can play with anybody. Yeah. Um, Stone Gossard. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, that dude, I love his weird tunings where... You know, you you start listening to songs. You're like, wait, what is what's and happening that's here? Why he's on the and list? Man, and he's, is because and he's, he's doing something he, unique. He's innovating mm-hmm. how they're playing and what their sound is, and For sure. he makes Pearl Jam 
much, much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, the edge. Yeah. Yeah. U2's not U2 without the edge. U2 wouldn't be U2 without a bunch of loops and pedals. That's how I feel about that. Yes, they're huge. Look, man, if you want to pick on Dave Evans, pick on Dave Evans. Okay. He gets on the stage and he's the edge. Yeah. But as soon as he steps off, he gave himself. (laughs) He gave himself the name the Edge. Like, this is, yeah. And again, let's move to a positive note. Um, John Frusciante. John Frusciante, interesting selection. Because I'm not gonna say I feel he's the leadiest. I feel like like he plays more rhythm than lead mm-hmm. in that band mm-hmm. but then he kind of plays very spacey he plays overlapping stuff where he's almost playing lead in like as a, a rhythm section move yeah um, I, yeah, which like is very call. unique and tasty somebody else i think that does that a lot was chris cornell yeah he played with he played with kim thiel very much like that where they would feed off of each other's kind of like not not like finger style or anything like that, but very lead lead centric kind of playing, but he would keep that kind of beat going while Kim Thiel went forward Off. with it yep. and really melted your face. And I would I would definitely put Chris Cornell on that. Well, list. we can't forget about Mark Knopfler either because oh, when man. it comes to playing rhythm guitar, I mean, the guy is really he's a genius. I would put him as lead. Got to be joking me. Mark Knopfler? Yeah. Yeah, I'd put him as lead. Hmm. He was he was spectacular. I mean, I'm not taking any of that. He played rhythms. I mean, I'm not... You're stepping into dire straits here, Jay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're like... But but they're, but that band is so... They're so... They're, they're just a fantastic band. And you know what? He does play an, a mean rhythm section here's where he's, where I he's gave, advancing Here's where I gave things. him the benefit of the doubt. He wrote the song. Yeah. You had to write it with rhythm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's where I give it to him. But my, t- and I got to bring them up together, even though, again, they're very different. Um, and yet they share, they share the same sensibility. Mm-hmm. Nile Rogers mm-hmm. and Prince. I would put Prince's lead. He, he- he was a great lead player. Yes. I feel like his rhythmic contribution was greater. He wrote the songs again. Yeah. He wrote the rhythm parts in the songs. Oh, yeah. And that's what I what I dig about Nile Rodgers is Nile Rodgers. I mean, you can think about everything from, you know, Get Lucky by Daft Punk back to... Um, Material girl, like a virgin, mm-hmm. like all that stuff was Nile Rodgers, man. Like all of that chic stuff, yeah. Uh, that was just like messing around. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. Ooh, let's mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're going with stylistically, then you'd have to add Bob Marley for sure to that list. Absolutely, um, because th- that dude added a whole genre and kept it which created 
I didn't create, mm-hmm. but the whole ska movement, mm-hmm. the whole everything that took, mm-hmm. I mean, reggae went everywhere because of Bob Marley. And there, there weren't a whole lot of really energetic leads, but he kept, he, he stylistically, you almost couldn't compare. I would agree with that. Yeah. I also want to say, now, this is this is dicey territory mm-hmm. <clears throat> because we're talking about several people that play lead and rhythm in this band. Um, I'm gonna go with Glenn Fry mm-hmm. from the Eagles, and they they switch around so much. I see what you're saying. Um, but I would say that his rhythmic contributions, and mm-hmm. you can tell it in his songwriting, you can tell it in his solo work, mm-hmm. uh, that that was really... I mean, his solos in the Eagles are just... They're sparse to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but his songwriting was the main thing. And again, you've got to have a handle on that rhythmic thing to to yeah. write the song. Well, And, so, and if we're going to talk about songwriters... I mean, there's two that come to mind. Um, Bruce Springsteen, um, and when he has the E Street Band backing him up, all you got to do is keep your chords going, you know, and and keep going. And the other, which I don't feel is the best guitar player, but I feel like has to be mentioned as rhythm as Bob Dylan. Because all he had was rhythm and his voice. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't say that he's... Uh, it'd be like saying, like, if we had a harmonica players. He'd be I'm okay on, with mentioning him be, in the conversation. I'm not, I'm not I'm okay not, with... Yeah, no, I'm just saying. he's He belongs uh, in the conversation. He belongs in the conversation because of what he did. I mean, if you're going to talk about, like, you know, the whole rhythm aspect, man, like, you know who just occurred to me that we haven't really even come close to? Jack Johnson. Hmm. And when it comes to rhythm, man, he's got a he's got a style. You immediately know it's him. And he doesn't really do much, but you know exactly who it is. It's unique. Yeah. It's uh no, you're you're right. Very you're right. palatable. Well, and I for think for all he, of our coastal gigs, we're going to be bringing in yes. Jack Johnson on rhythm. Yeah, guitar. exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I would also say, um, and I was a little torn on this, and I, I'm just so. Gonna, would you say Robert Johnson would be a rhythm guitar player? He's but because he he keep his finger style plays the rhythm of the song yeah i would say yeah well then he's got to be on my list he has to be he's he invented finger style he invented well the interesting blues. thing about crafting this list as we're going is since we <laughs> mentioned them next to each other i can just write johnson real big right next to both of them save myself it. a little time Nothing, uh, nobody likes a big johnson more than a list we're making we're going to leave it at that, folks. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> no, we actually didn't finish the list. Oh, gosh. So, like, so what do you, so where where are you at? Do you have a top five? I think, I, I think I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got it narrowed down. What you got? 
Uh, I'll go first this time. I'm going to say um, Steve Cropper, Lindsey Buckingham, uh, Niall Rogers, um, Malcolm Young, and Dave Matthews. Oh, man. It's a mighty, mighty, mighty fine list. That is a mighty fine list. I do love it. Um, I can smell the friction on the fretboard. <laughs> I love it. Did you like that one? Um, <laughs> mine, mine is different. Mine is mine is different. Of course it is. Yeah, it is different. Um, I am going to go with a he- I have a heavy number one. A heavy number one is James Hetfield. It's heavy. It's heavy. Um, I feel like he is the the best. Um, that there is um, at, at rhythm guitar. I don't think it's even really. Why don't you humor just not, us and give us four more? It's just not homie. a comparison in my mind. Yeah, I get that. Um, Why don't you but, humor us and give but us four I, more? But, but, I, but, I, but I will. Um, uh, Hetfield, um, Bobby Weir, um, Malcolm Young was on my list. So it looks like we do have a kind of a, a winner candidate there. Um, Bob Marley and Chris Cornell would be mine. Um, and you know, I, there there's a couple that 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 would be that would be close. Um, you know, like with the Bruce Springsteens and that kind of thing. Um, but I feel like how those dudes played and kept the kept the music interesting. Um, Hetfield kept, keeps it so interesting stylistically. Bob Marley, interesting. Malcolm Young, amazing to hold it down. You Do know? you know who we did not mention? Uh-oh. Jerry Cantrell. Ooh. Man, dude. Like, he's got the versatility. But I put him, but I put Jerry, but I, I but... It, I put him, it, varies. Uh, it varies. It varies. It varies. It varies. It varies. It varies. But he wrote the songs, yeah. man. Yeah. No, you're the songs. I love. I love the Jerry Kentrell edition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I'm looking back at my five, and I see a couple of egos there, maybe three, mm-hmm. and uh, I definitely see that in some of y'all's over there as well. Oh, definitely. Um. As far as somebody that I think is gonna fill a void and play in the band, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at Cropper and Rogers. Mm. I love that Cropper. I love I love the Cropper. Uh, it's that's he's he's the dude. He can play anything. Yeah, he, with anybody. With anybody. Period. Yeah, and when you have you know Levon and Paul McCartney as your rhythm I mean just like yeah yeah yeah, you 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 want somebody who can who has got the versatility to do anything um and yeah Craig you know Cropper I'm not I'm not going to argue with it my my number one is James Hetfield that doesn't have to be everyone's it doesn't my number one it doesn't Um, but since we since we don't have a uh, and I think you know having I think having Bobby Weir with those two would be a really amazing combo too but but I almost think Cropper fits better with them you know what I mean 
Yeah. You know, like Hetfield would almost take it, you know, like it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd it'd be almost too much. I think Malcolm Young is the same way. Yep. Almost too. They lack versatility, man. I don't think they, oh, I, oh, I, I think Hetfield is one of the most versatile. I don't think rhythm guitar players of all time. I don't think James Hetfield could play with, uh, the who. Hmm. With the who. I think it'd be cool. I'd love to hear it. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I'd it. pay to see it. I, I would definitely pay to see that. I would 100%. I would pay. Keep this on record, guys. I would pay a lot of money to see that. I would pay extra on top of what tickets already are in order to see that. I'm going to pay a tax of satisfaction in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you, you want to give Susan a vote? Yeah, flip a coin. Because we don't have a Nancy to break the ties. Mm. So. <laughs> uh, heads is uh, Hetfield. Proper. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Heads is Hetfield. That makes perfect sense. Tails it is. Cropper for the win. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd have to flip a coin with these guys. It's like you're, you're going to win either way. Yeah, I mean, it's a win either way. Yeah. Yeah. Sides. Susan picks all my important decisions. Yeah, right. That might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, man, uh, this is this has been a really fun thing to do so far. And, um, yeah, give us a like, follow, subscribe, uh, wherever you listen to us. Uh, if you have any recommendations, people we forgot, uh, shoot us an email or tweet us. Uh, album for or the day. Or on Instagram. Or on Instagram. At album the number four of the album, day album the number four of the day at gmail.com or on twitter at album for the day um yeah thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon God, those onions are so green. Those onions are green. They're cutting it up in here. I'm just crying. Crying, it's so good. So good. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to cue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woo! Ooh!